Hello and welcome back to the Schooner Pod. I'm your host, Bobby Howard. With me today, we've got Ty Lee. And Ty, today we're breaking down uh, OU series with the Texas Tech Red Raiders. It's another edition of Bye Bye Big 12. And uh, Ty, what a, what an incredible series. Crazy, it's only started, it only started in the 90s, didn't have a lot of time before, almost entirely uh, basically a Big 12 series, but a lot of memories uh, between the two sides. Yeah, for sure. In in short, like I was telling you before the pod, Bobby, when I think of the OU versus Texas Tech series in these 20-something games that we've played together, I think just stereotypically Big 12 games. And obviously they're not all like this, but I, I just think of the no defense slugfest. I mean, we'll talk about our favorite games here coming up. And, and obviously there's one that, that fits that bill, but I mean, I think of Kyler Murray battling, uh, I think it was multiple quarterbacks at Alan Bowman and, and maybe someone else bouncing in and out one year, obviously Baker versus Mahomes in college with uh, just a, an absolute star. So, I mean, Lincoln Riley versus uh, that, that other guy who is a, uh, also went out to the West coast and then failed as a coach. Um, I forget his name, Cliff Kingsbury. And, yep. uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just, I, I think of, you know, those primetime games where it's just a stereotypical big 12 matchup and it's an exciting game, lots of offense seemingly every year. So we wanted to give them the respect of doing a live episode, which uh, unfortunately we're not going to be able to do for every Big 12 member, although we are doing an episode for each one. Yeah, for sure. And this is, when you think about, you know, the Bye Bye Big 12 series, and, you know, this is this is like one of those big ones. There are a couple, there are a couple teams, we're not going to say who, that it's like, yeah, okay, there's some stuff to talk about. Tech is one of those teams with a ton of shared history, not just on the field, but off of it. Obviously, uh, Mike Leach came from uh, Oklahoma, uh, was his previous stop before. And then Mike Leach went on and uh, repaid the favor, gave OU Lincoln Riley, uh, all of that. Um, Baker Mayfield played at both places, obviously, well-documented. So a lot of shared history, a lot of um, – it's maybe not quite a rivalry – but it's definitely a series that's chippy. Uh, so definitely starting out with two of the programs with a ton, a ton of shared history uh, between them. For yeah. sure. And you know what? I might, I might need to do the math um, and think about this, but just looking at the all-time series, just quick mental math. So OU leads the series 23 to 7, uh, which might actually be a better ratio in Tech's favor than Bedlam. So maybe this is a rivalry. I don't know. I, I don't know what the Bedlam series is off the top of my head, but um, it's got to be pretty close to a. I do have that uh, in my Bedlam ratio. I've done my Bedlam notes already, so I can let you know. But yeah, I mean, Tex made it a has made it a series. Like you, like you. That's a, that's essentially three to one. Yeah, which I I think Oklahoma State has not hit that hit that one. So so um, Oklahoma State is nineteen and seven. Oklahoma State is 19 or OU is 19 and seven against Oklahoma State in Big 12 play and Tech oh, in the Big 12. Okay. Yeah. 20 and seven in, in the Big 12 era. So not essentially sure. the same. Actually, 19 and seven and 20 make, and seven. Is, how does that make any sense? I think I, I think I, we played, I clearly screwed up the math there. There's I clearly no way we played math. Tech more 
Yeah, I, I clearly screwed up the math there. Oh, we played tech in a we played tech in a Big Twelve championship game. No, that we didn't. There's no way because we were on the same conference. You know, like or, no, or we the were same division. Yeah, what happened there? Yeah, that's just bad math. Throw it out. Ignore the math. Um, that's bad math on the Bedlamend, surely. Uh, probably accidentally. You know, I probably right. well, accidentally. Anyways. I probably accidentally <laughs> counted a Big Eight uh, loss or win for Oklahoma State. That's probably what it was, because uh, there's not a sharp divide there. We'll we'll get to that when we get to that. But anyways, like you said, uh, OE leads the series twenty and seven in the Big Twelve era, um, and you, you know a big point of that. Tech went four and three against OU from uh, two thousand five to two thousand eleven. That's a prime Stoops era. Uh, they were two and one against uh, Sam Bradford. Uh, well, a, a team with Sam Bradford on it one year, he was hurt, but. It, it, mm -hmm. In fact, both years they won. Uh, either he was hurt or they hurt him. So they they, they got some big wins during some prime uh, Bob Stoops era. Yeah, which I mean that was sort of the golden era as well of Mike Leach uh, at at Texas Tech too, which has to be noted. I mean, you you think back to just sort of that era and, and those times. Uh, you know, they had some tremendous tremendous players and then Mike Leach going in and bringing something, you know, really revolutionary with his offense out on, on that, that tech team. So it, it, I'm not surprised that, you know, a coach who's known for his, his wiliness or who was known for his wiliness and had a, you know, a good connection to Stoops kind of knew Stoops mind a little bit um, was able to, to perform pretty well, especially with a pretty novel, um, offense going out there against uh, again, not surprising that a Brent Venables coach team not doing well in the Big Twelve. So. Yeah, Tech always got, and, and I mean most of those games were in Lubbock. Keep in mind, you know, specifically Leach. Uh, those run uh, two thousand five, a very controversial uh, loss. We'll definitely go into in depth on it. Uh, boom, nineteen eighty two Boomer Sooner brought it up uh, as well. A horrible, horrible call. We'll we'll deep dive into that. Um, and then obviously they, they cost Oklahoma national championship shot in 2007, uh, when Sam Bradford got, got hurt, gave OU their second loss and what it was a wild year. And then, uh, 2009 revenge for the jump around game, which we'll definitely talk about. Um, so definitely quite a run from, for the pirate. Um, and his last game was that 2009 one. So he ended up, he ended up on top. Um, but yeah, after that, um, OU lost a horrible upset in 2011 to Tommy Tuberville uh, in a 51-48, um, or just just horrible. OU was ranked second, lost to an awful tech team, um, and went on a 10-game winning streak, which ended last year. For uh, uh, Texas Tech finally got their win uh, in a 51-48 overtime win. So, barring OU Texas Tech uh, in the national championship, uh, Big 12 championship the series is done uh, for the time being. So pretty crazy stuff. Yeah. And it's, I mean, you touched on some of, some of those games. I think maybe it's time to, to jump in and maybe talk about, I know last time we did, or last time I did one of these with you, we talked about um, our favorite games of, of this series. I think maybe we can save that, uh, but I do want to dive in and, and hear some about uh, those significant games. So I'm not that read up on 2005. Can you regale me the the story of the controversy of this game? That the only thing I remember is that it was not played at a normal um, stadium. I think no, it was at it was at Jones AT&T Stadium. It was 
So it was at um, it was at Texas Tech back when they were playing on that weird teal, green, crappy turf, um, and it was, it was it was not a great year for OU. It was the Rhett Belmar year. They had kind of struggled, but this was kind of the you know the frustrating nail in the coffin for that season. Um, Texas Tech essentially got stopped on a fourth and one. It, it this is horrible podcasting because I'm just trying to describe it. The, the guy was clearly down. His knee was down. Refs didn't call it. Um, re- replay called it a touchdown. Still one of the one of the most confusing. If it wasn't for Oregon happening that very next year, would have been one of the most uh, infamously bad calls ever uh, in OU history. Still is. Um, Texas Tech then responded by gloating about it, uh, which they advert where it's actually kind of great and it's very tech on brand. They put a screenshot of that of, of that touchdown with the caption, "He's in. Are you buy tickets today?" And I'm like, "Damn, damn you, Texas Tech! You, you, <laughs> that is just cheeky as hell, and I hate it." Um, but yeah, it's it it was it was a bad call. Um, I really need to find. I need to get video clips on this so I can you know, illustrate it, but controversial, tough loss, frustrating as hell. Yeah. I, to text credit, I respect that. I respect them just owning it and <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It, no, he was in just showing the, the plain evidence that he was not. And then just being like, yeah, he was in it's uh it's OJ level. It's, it's, it was not funny when OJ did it. <laughs> if, if we did it, it's yeah. funny when it's something like this, it's funny. <laughs> the the all time legacy of that game though, is the clip I'm sure you've seen it of the guy yelling at JD Runnels in the tunnel over and over. Go Raiders <laughs> all time clip. Mm-hmm. You know, he, at that point he said the refs tried to screw us, but they won anyways. I, I disagree. All time moment there in the, in the series. Um, if we're talking about some other just frustrating. A lot of the frustrating games are like, 2007, like Bradford got hurt in, in the first quarter, so we had a guy named jo- Joey Halsley trying to trying to beat Crabtree and um, and Graham. <laughs> yeah, it, it, Graham Harrell. I almost called him Graham Colton. That's definitely not true. Not that's that that is a heritage hall quarterback. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, they Joey Halsley had to beat those two and lost and blew it. Uh, 90, 2009 was the worst loss. That was an absolute blowout. Um, 41 13 and they responded by doing the jump around on us uh awful stuff but the worst like i said that that 2011 ou was riding high i'm pretty sure that was they were ranked first or second and they lost to just an awful texas tech team led by Tom, uh, tommy tuberville who uh yeah not great um so if i had to pick a, the worst it would be the one where we just completely blew it it wasn't in mm-hmm. Lubbock. It wasn't, you weren't fighting that crazy crowd. It just sucked. So 11, 2011. We were number is, one. Yeah. Two, yeah. Two, yeah. Number one, lose at home. And, and that was un, not unheard of back then. Oh, you didn't lose at home. So to mm-hmm. lose at home to a team like Texas Tech is just uh, unacceptable. So that, that to me, worst, worst loss, worst memory by far. Yeah. That's a, that's a rough one. I guess. It, to bounce it back to myself, thinking about the worst, worst loss. Um, I got to, I got to pull up the year. This is terrible podcasting. I, I want to say it was right after, but I don't think we lost it in 12. We didn't um, lose for another oh, 20, 2010. 
yeah, to we also lost in Norma. Um, pretty badly, actually. No, we won in that one. That, that's the one I, we won. I'm yeah. not sure what I'm thinking. I think I am thinking of, of 2011 as well, running off of a memory and vibes for this one. But um, no, I'm thinking of 2009, pulling up the notes. Yeah. yeah. This is terrible, terrible. It's all good. Um, and that, that one, podcasting, and- but yeah, we weren't we weren't a great team that year, but um, I don't know. There was something something about that game. It was it was bad. It was a blowout, and we wore the we wore like these like white alternates that never were seen again. Mm, the stormtrooper uniform game. Yeah. Yes. It was a stormtrooper uniform game, never to be seen again. the The bad loss column's tough for you because uh, we haven't done a lot of losing. Um, but I will say, yeah. Bad game overall. I'm gonna put it in there. Uh, 2016, uh, absolutely horrible. Like I hated the Patrick Mahomes Mayfield game. That was a horrible game to be at in person. We'll talk about that in the best category yeah. because people keep talking about. Yeah. It. But what are your I thoughts? I mean, that's on that? that's my best. I mean, that's I think it's the most stereotypical one. It's you'd mentioned this before, uh, but it's just Tech was always that team that just sort of gave us trouble. And obviously you look at the all-time series and it doesn't really look that way. But then like we pointed out, there were just some inexcusable losses in there. You know, when you're number one losing at home to an unranked in-conference opponent that has essentially a temporary coach situation and, and they're just doing terrible, like that's just inexcusable. And there's just always those moments like that, you know, like we talked about with with Leach and sort of tech having a great run of just being that team that had our number for a little bit. Um, they, they just sort of always gave us trouble. And I think about that 2016 game, obviously they were giving us trouble in that game, but it's one where I felt the entire time that I was watching it. I mean, it was like being on a roller coaster and this can sound kind of Homer-ish, and obviously it's easy to say in retrospect, but the entire time I was watching that game was never in doubt. I knew that we were going to win the entire time. I I never, from before it snapped to the most dire moments, I had no doubt. I knew we were going to win. It was like being on a roller coaster. Like when you get on a roller coaster, you don't think you're going to crash. You know know that you're going to ride around on the rail. It's going to be exciting, and then you're going to end. It was like going to... Uh, like a superhero movie I compared it to. Like you knew, even in the most dire moment when you're super entertained, you still know deep down that the the good guy is going to win. And that's what happened. So I I just thought it was super, super exciting. Maybe some people were on the edge of their seat. I mean, obviously, maybe a little bit different experience when you're there. Super, you know, big games like that sometimes are hard to watch in person uh, because, you know, sometimes you go to the bathroom and then you miss like a 90-yard touchdown things happen so quickly and then you don't really get the replay, but yeah, watching that on TV and just, I mean, I thought it was a great game before either guy went on to, you know, do what they did. It was just a stereotypical two regional opponents. Uh, there wasn't really a whole ton of national implications from that. I guess there could have been, but you know, it was just two regional opponents, drivable distance fans could go to the game like you did. And uh, just a big, just the most, one of the most big 12 games of all time, which I think is funny because it was on the tail end and sort of at the end of, of the big 12, no defense, just sort of gunning at each other era. But 
that's what I think of. I think of just the most stereotypical Big 12 game of all time, a team in Oklahoma versus a team in Texas, regional game. They're going to go out there, prime time. No one's going to play defense, and they're just going to throw deep bombs the entire time. No one's going to run the ball. We're just going to continue to throw bombs, and it's going to be super entertaining. To me, this was like the apex of that era. Like this was the best of the best. This is the one you capture if you want to look at that for better or for worse. Um, because you're right, it, it was back and forth, action-packed all the way. If you were a neutral, you loved it. But me over here, you know, in the game, you're just banging your, you know, head against the wall about like frustrated at the defense and frustrated about all this because you know, like you said, not a nationally massive game. OU was ranked 16th. They were four and two. Uh, Texas Tech was three and three, unranked, one and three in conference. So it wasn't like Tech was like that great of a team, but they were just so annoying. They wouldn't, they wouldn't give up. OU couldn't stop them at all. Patrick Mahomes famously went 52 for 88, 734 <laughs> yards, five touchdowns, one pick, uh, which is just, he, he was unstoppable. It was unbearable to watch. Kiki Kuti. Uh, one of their wide receivers had uh, 172 yards. Jonathan Giles, 167. Um, it was just unreal watching them. They 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 were unstoppable. Mahomes ran for for uh, 85, mm-hmm. like with two touchdowns. It was an un- it just Tech just could not be stopped. It was frustrating and annoying. And you brought up the highlight part. Here's the thing: when you're sitting at the visitor section at Texas Tech, they only have one video board in the house. And the visitor section is behind it somehow. So you can't <laughs> see anything. So we got zero replays because there was no video board on the opposite side of the stadium. So it was just purely insufferable. Um, and not only that, but the atmosphere was spicy uh, from yeah. the get go. We got out of our car within seconds. Someone uh, flipped the double birds to my, uh, my now wife and then it said, said f-o-u sprinted off uh <laughs> we had old men curse at us we had people try to fight us in the stadium behind us it was just it was it was a, a snake pit of an environment which like i like that bring it on all that but like if you're bad and it's an annoying game like that's the thing that's the thing that was annoying is they weren't good and they didn't deserve to feel good yeah <laughs> but you're right. It was an entertaining game. It was fun looking back on it. I just can't separate my experience of that day because it was just a slog, man. It was a slog. Yeah. And, you know, we touched on it, not to cap it, not to cap it off for 2016, but we kind of touched on it before. Two years later, we go back to Lubbock and we get a little mini get like, it's like they, the teams weren't done yet. We had different quarterbacks, like Kyler Murray for OU. And then uh, like we talked about early on freshman, Alan Bowman, who I think maybe is still kicking around college football somewhere. At Oklahoma State. Uh, maybe it was his last year. He's at OSU. He's at OSU now? Yeah. It's wild. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, so he's still kicking around, still kicking around a little bit. And, uh, you know, Lincoln Riley and Cliff Kingsbury as the coaches. And we go back, like we said, two years later and put up another 50-something to 40-something game. So, you know, we turned the points down by about – uh, 15 ish on either side. So that's pretty significant. I mean, we do, we give each side two less touchdowns, but still had a, by all standards, a, a massive shootout of a game. One where OU brought a much more complete offense, uh, thankfully. Although I guess none of it matters now, but we did, we did have a lot of running production 
back in that 2018 game. And then, of course, in between, we have to mention, you know, 2017, we were able to to stomp them pretty effectively in in Norman. So, But I, I think about that. I mean, that's obviously not if you're a Tech fan, but for me, I think favorite game 2016, but sort of the golden era of OU versus Texas Tech, in my mind, was sort of like, Bobby, your college career, basically, uh, 14 on to, you know, 18, 19-ish. That was just sort of golden era for that, at least as an OU fan, probably not for a Tech fan. Yeah, there's, if, if we're talking even, like, both teams are even, I, I would have it around that 2007 to 2009, uh, just mm-hmm. because of where Tech was with Leach and everything. But it, it's a separate, different animal altogether um, when talking about OU Tech with uh, 16 through, the Baker years, essentially, um, 15 through 17, and then obviously Adam Kyler and all that. Uh, that that Kyler game was also was very similar to the uh, Baker deal, but uh, a little less annoying. Uh, they held Alan Bowman in check a lot a lot better. Um, but I do want to I do want to touch on some of the good about 2016 because the offense was incredible. It was it was easily Joe Mixon's best game ever. Um, no Samaj P Ryan this game. He uh, ran uh, 263 yards on 31 carries, two touchdowns, but then added 114 yards uh, receiving with three touchdowns. So he was unreal. Baker Mayfield was unreal in his only game at Tech. Hearing it from the fans, 545 yards uh, through the air, seven touchdowns, 98-1 QBR. That is unreal. Unreal stuff. Um, and then D.D. Westbrook, who is a third, somehow a guy who had 202 yards and two touchdowns, uh, is third build here. But it was just a genuinely insane shootout offensively. Great performance. Tech was just like a, a wet piece of like cardboard or, you know, brown paper sack. It was bad. Like tech was bad defensively. Yeah. Yeah. It, like you, like you said, it's tremendous resume game for, for Mixon especially. I mean, I feel like when he was going into the draft, a lot of those highlights from that game and, you know, obviously he had other games where he demonstrated similar skill sets, but showing off that ability to kind of do both as a, uh, as a threat. I mean, I, I, that was his big selling point. And that was the game that really put the exclamation point on that. And then, yeah, every, I mean, when all cylinders are firing like that, it's hard to look bad, but uh, yeah, like you said, him, him especially, I think is a standout performance if you're going to move beyond Baker. Yeah. It was the moment where you're like, this guy could be an NFL guy as a solo back. Cause they'd been working him and P Ryan in tandem for the previous two years. So like it was, uh, it was, it was some uh, amazing stuff from Joe Mixon, but um now, hey, if we're keep if we're gonna keep talking about best games, first of all, we're talking about that Baker uh, shout out twenty fourteen great great game there sneakily, bad OU team, good OU good OU game came back. That was the one where Tech was wearing that weird ombre uh, uniform. It was our freshman year. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, shout out Connor asked for on that one. Great times, great times. Um, but look, for me, I, I think there's a clear apex of OU Texas Tech. It, it, in, in my opinion, it's the best OU, second best OU Big 12 game ever. Best OU Big 12 game of the remaining uh, teams, probably. Actually, no, it is. The 2008 game. Uh, this is commonly known as a jump around game. Sam Bradford and number five Oklahoma hosting number two Texas Tech. 
Tech just sprung board themselves um, into number two after a that insane upset over Texas. The Crabtree catch, all of that. Mm-hmm. I'll never forget like hearing the news of that like as we're leaving it, uh, our the OU game that was going on that year, um, what, whatever that pre- previous game. I think it was Nebraska, and you're like, oh my god, OU might be back in this thing because they lost to Tech or, or they lost to Texas earlier that year. Texas looked unstoppable, McCoy and all them. And this was OU's window back, and they made mm-hmm. it that the atmosphere around the the around the the around Memorial Stadium was just palpable. It was had that massive game vibe. Everyone knew knew was what was at stake from the jump, and yeah. OU OU absolutely showed out. Completely smacked Texas Tech. This is one of the all time great like rewatchable OU games. Um, just unreal stuff. They, I, they, they got out to I believe a forty-two to seven lead uh, in the second quarter on number two in the country, um, capped by an incredible, um, I believe it was a fumble recovery interception from Travis Lewis that sent the crowd into a tizzy, and uh, the PA announcer cues up, jump around, ever nothing, and folks, that was just a moment in history right there. Uh, you. Yeah. Because one of our common complaints with OU Stadium atmosphere is that it doesn't really have any. A lot of people sit on their hands. A lot of people are pretty chill. This was the difference. People were loud. They were going nuts. And it's never really felt that way since. Um, I don't think we've had it. I think there was buildup like that in, against Ohio State, but hasn't paid off like it did in 2008. Well, I, I think, honestly... I'm trying to think of the best way to word this where it doesn't come out as like a bitter OU fan departing the Big 12 or or whatever else. But the, the peak of the Big 12, the absolute golden era of the Big 12 was the 2000s. And you can make a pretty fair argument that, you know, people talk about like peak this, peak that. 2008 may have been peak Big 12. Because I, you're even underselling this game. You're mentioning or you're you're forgetting a few uh, big points. So Tech is undefeated coming into Norman. Correct. Like we talked about, Texas nationally hyper relevant with now one loss only to Tech. OU nationally hyper relevant, one loss to Texas. So we have this three headed monster situation just for the Big Twelve South. But we're already talking about national title implications from this game. The top three in the Heisman are going into this game, Graham Harrell leading at Tech, Bradford at two, Colt McCoy at three, if you look at the odds. So these three teams, I mean, you're, and I think this is why you just didn't get this any other time in, in OU history is because it just hasn't, the Big 12 since then, you can argue, you know, OU has been up there. Obviously, I'm not trying to diminish other teams. You know, TCU has made their very respectable runs. Baylor has made a couple good nationally relevant runs since 2008. Texas was still relevant for a couple of years after 2008, but just that was peak Big 12. And in this game, you could almost argue that sort of two-week span or even that mid-season between Red River Texas versus Texas Tech, and then Texas Tech versus OU. I mean, those those three games, that sort of midweek span, but especially these two weeks, you know, like you talked about Texas versus Tech and then Tech rolling right into Norman. 
the whole world was watching and everyone knew it. Everyone could feel it. Every single snap mattered. You just don't get that in the Big 12 now. And I'm not trying to excuse, you know, oh, OU doesn't have that exciting of an atmosphere. But of course you have a ridiculous atmosphere at places. Because we're talking about, again, this this 2008, it cannot be, um, you know, it, you can't oversell it. It's you. I, I'm not even able to think of a time since 2008 where a single division of a conference has had three teams legitimately that competitive i there's been a lot of times where the sec has had two with either bama and lsu or a couple years between bama and auburn but i can't think of a time i might be missing a glaring example but a three-headed monster all within one division of one conference where things are truly truly competitive you had the top three in the heisman you have constant like people are breaking records that year it's just you cannot undersell this that game and it is you know, recency bias a little bit with the 2016 because that's one that that sort of we experienced in, in well in your college era and and stuff like that. But that 2008 one, it's a just thinking back at it. Like I get I get goosebumps thinking about watching that one um, on TV because I lived in Mississippi at the time, so I was in in SEC country, <laughs> and uh, it was a before the Bama sort of dominance and stuff but people had this they still had that sec sort of thing and then you know it was that's really that 2007 2008 is really when i really got into college football um and, and this game you know just absolute insanity yeah i mean absolutely the and the big games in the conference as a whole like you mentioned it wasn't just one team making a hot run it was the fact that you had multiple all going for it all in the same division which was wild um, I mean, let me put it this way. These are these are games that happened in November, essentially in November. You had number one Texas versus number seven Texas Tech. Uh, Texas Tech played uh, number, let's say, I think it was number two Texas Tech versus uh, number nine Oklahoma State the next week. And then they played um, number five Oklahoma. OU after that uh, would then play number 12 Oklahoma State. There was a four-week span where where Big 12 games got three of the four college game days. It was absolutely nuts. Um, the fact that you had all those teams that high, it just never happened again. Essentially because mm -hmm. whatever happened with – well, Texas fell off, and Oklahoma State and Texas Tech just aren't sustainable programs to be at that level every year. Mm -hmm. So – and obviously, obviously yeah. a lot has changed. You know, the recruiting landscape, 2008, very different than, than now. A lot of things yes. have changed in terms of, of running a program. And that's why we've seen, you know, programs who have all the tools and, and all the pieces to be hyper successful, like Texas, you know, haven't, haven't been able to maintain as of yet. And then, like you talked about, you know, the smaller schools, Oklahoma State has always been able to punch uh, well above their weight, I think, in terms of maintaining national relevance and what you could argue is a small market, uh, especially for college football. What you could argue only because that's not just a con that's not as common of a term in college football. But yeah, it's just it, it hasn't been there like it. Well, like it, we were the conference that year. Obviously, you know, um, didn't didn't pan out with a national championship, but. Nobody else was that competitive. Nobody, nobody else had people um, at that level. And also, a quick side note, but this is sort of that era, I think 2007, 2008 especially, 
is sort of what has has sparked my my just hatred for Missouri because they're just constantly <laughs> because this year, right? We're talking about the Big Twelve South is deciding who's going to play in the national championship and who's going to win the Heisman. Like the two biggest things in college sports or in college football are being decided in the Big Twelve South. Right. And then by the time we're facing off with Texas Tech with multiple national implications, we already know that just whoever wins this is probably going to play outside of the top 10 to loss Missouri. Like they, they should not, like it was, they were not deserving. Like I'm against round Robin and a championship, but you know, if you were going to say let's redo OU versus Texas or something in the big 12 championship instead of OU versus Missouri right. uh, that ended up happening, you know, and then Missouri goes on to the SEC where they also don't belong and just kind of float through and, <laughs> and collect accolades. Like that's their thing. They're just floating along collecting accolades by like out of proximity that they just existing. Deserve. Yeah. Yeah. They're just trying to put themselves in the right place at the right time. Missouri is like, like, yeah, I have like, here's all my pictures with like all these presidents I've met and Missouri's the like the doorman at the hotel. Missouri's is, Missouri's the cousin Greg of college football. They're just always kind of there. You know, they're never, they're not in charge. They're not competent enough to actually get it done, but they're just there. Missouri's like a, yeah, like a mattress firm, like a mattress store. Like they're in every town. They're there. They have the presence. Um, nobody really knows why they're there. Nobody's really sure how they're sustaining their brand, but they are. And they're there. That's Missouri for you. They're there. You forget about them, but you, you, you pass them by and you're like, oh yeah, wait, you're still here. <laughs> yeah, that's. that's I guess that. they have the NFL though. So true, 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 true. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean it, it's it's a, it's the gold standard for OU football games, like by far. The, the stakes, everything, truly unreal. And honestly, getting back to that level of competition, playing teams like this year in year out, um, it's kind of why you make the move to the SEC. It's so years like 2008 aren't just like a once in a lifetime and it was special don't get me wrong it was but you if you can find a way to get back to having games like this go through own field again that's that's that would be that'd be big time yeah for sure i mean i i don't want to cap it off here but we are at sort of 30 minutes and what a poetic ending to to tie in uh, just by by pure coincidence how maybe the greatest OU versus Texas Tech game that's ever been played uh, ties directly into why we are no longer playing Texas Tech. Um, we did not script this, but that is a beautiful sort of script ending to uh, a tremendous story that OU has had with, with Texas Tech. Like we said, so many names, you know, Lincoln Riley, significant to both schools, no matter what. I think, I think as the years go on, people will start to see that. Uh, you know, Baker Mayfield, arguably one of the best college athletes of all time, uh, depending on how you define that, you know, certainly one of the most significant OU players of all time, obviously significant can be defined a lot of different ways. Patrick Mahomes, you know, one of the, one of the best quarterbacks in the, in the NFL right now, I guess, since Brady retired, um, so just so many, so many names tied up into this, this series. I mean, Sam Bradford, obviously not playing anymore, but massive name. And like we talked about games with 
national implications games with just so many amazing storylines and not all of them had to be national implications. Some of them were just those, you know, regional games where you saw no defense and and you had that stereotypical big 12 stuff. So I know we talked about in other episodes, is this going to be a team that we will miss playing? Yes or no. I think for Texas tech, for me, it's a resounding yes. I will miss seeing some of their uniforms are a miss. Some of them are really cool. Um, I'll miss having a team where it kind of feels like a rivalry a little bit, but we're pretty certain of a win. Um, and I'll, I'll miss some of these storylines. So I will certainly miss Texas tech. Yeah. And I'll say this Texas tech is a team. I don't think I'm going to miss them. I, I, I don't think I will in a weird way. I, I, because I think the things I miss the most about them or cherish the most are things that have passed things that are gone already. Um, Mike Leach, you know, uh, obviously, you know, that era has passed. Um, and, you know, not only that, but I feel like the best parts of Lubbock were because I was a college student and I was dumb and wanted to get into shenanigans. L- Lubbock is like, it has that Tatooine vibe, you know? You know, you, you know you're not not just because there's there's dust and sand everywhere, and it's uh, you know just kind of a it's a it's a it's just kind of a oh a wretched hive of scum and villainy. You know, it just has that vibe to it, which is fun as a as a college student. But like going back, I I, I don't know. I don't know if that Lubbock is yeah. uh it's it's hard liquor that comes in a plastic bottle. Right, yeah. That's what it is. It's it your, your a- off-brand whiskeys and vodkas and brunettes <laughs> and stuff. Stuff that you enjoy when you are 18, 19, 20, 21. And then once you're out of college and everything else, you know, one one little beat-up rundown chimneys and stuff like that just doesn't doesn't do it for you anymore. It had its time, but I, I've, I've kind of outgrown it. I, it's time to move, move past it and uh, move on to better things. So... Not really. I mean, I'll, I'll remember the times fondly. I'll remember. I'll remember all the times fondly, the ones I still can't remember. That's a good. Yeah, I mean, that's arguably a better answer. Yeah, like, but you'll I, miss. You'll miss what was. You know, like like two thousand eight. It's just can't. I I wasn't even thinking about that game, really that much until you brought it up, and then just thinking about that. Like that's one of. As an OU fan, at least of of our age, like mid to late twenties, that's that's a really significant one. I mean, it was that like right when we were in sort of middle school, mm-hmm. you know, and, and just seeing that, you know, the way OU was nationally tech where they were nationally, that the conference where it was nationally, it was just, it was never, never the same. The big 12 was never the same after, after that, obviously, you know, teams yeah. and teams have had their ups and downs since then. And we didn't, you know, the conference didn't just fall off a cliff, but, yeah, it's that was that was the peak. Yeah, it was like our best. Ga- yeah, it was like the best moments were were good. But I'm not like I'm not going to look at our our schedule and be like, man, you know what? I wish Texas Tech was still on there. I wish that game was still happening. Yeah, it, because for the past ten years they were nothing. For the ten yeah. years prior to Leach, really, they weren't really much either. But they had their moment, and that moment was great. It was fun. It was wonderful, and. You know, the side quest with Mahomes and Mayfield and all that, that was a fun, fun deal too. But in the end, it's all over. You know, 
Baker obviously graduated. Lincoln Riley's gone, so that connection's not really there. Um, it's just uh, it's just time to move on, and that's it. I also miss the cheese sticks. The fried cheese Come. was very good. Yeah, when you put it that way, I think I'm going to change to cap us off. I'm, I'm going to change my answer as well. I don't think I'll miss, you know. Oh no, Texas Tech isn't on the schedule, but um, you know, I, outside of especially you know the, the 2008, 2016, and, and 2018 a little bit, but 2008 especially. I, I honestly don't think that I can think of off the top of my head. I might be missing a glaring example, but um, that might be one of OU's most significant Big 12 games of all time that we won. Yeah. And and I think if you exclude any game against Texas and any game against Oklahoma State, I think Tech is right up there with some of the most significant one, you know, like you talked about, the ones that went bad in 05 or – or the you know ones that went bad in 07 or ones that went good in 08 and and uh 2016 because 16 sort of built up to 17 in terms of building mm -hmm. OU's national brand, which we know is important in in this stuff. But yeah, I think you'd be hard pressed to find a team who OU had more significant conference games against uh than tech. But yeah, I, I don't know that I'll miss them, but I will certainly miss you know, in this sport, you don't know the ones that are going to be this significant, you know, almost two decades down the road until they're past. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So that is that for our episode of Bye Bye Big 12 Texas Tech. Ty, thanks for joining us here. Uh, it was nice reminiscing about the Red Raiders. And uh, yeah, so um, Tech, it's been a good time. And I know last time we did this with uh, k-state we had a lot of k-state fans uh chime in and listen uh so raider red raider fans if you're out there hopefully you didn't take it too hard uh your fried cheese is good uh and uh, you're still gonna roast me in the comments for calling you uh tatooine but that's okay uh because sorry <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah any any I'm tech sure fans that are listening you know no your town college station, not that great, but it's, <laughs> you know, it's whatever. Yeah. They're, 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 the, they're the school with the, with the, with the fake army, right? Like that's yeah, same place. Um, it's just a bunch of cactuses out there. Cactuses. The cactus, ga cactus gang is going to flood our mentions being like scoreboard, scoreboard. Look, hey, views are views. Views yeah. are views. Views are views. And look, look, Tech got their win. They got their parting shot off. But I was my, you know, I was dead already. Like my soul was dead. So you can't, you can't kill me if I already, if I, if my soul's dead. You know, I, I don't feel nothing because I ain't got no soul. So good job. The one time you won was the most useless OU team. You know? <laughs> good job. But all right, for me and Ty, this has been bye bye Big Twelve. Uh, you know, special series by the Schooner Pod. We'll catch you next time. Hope you all have a great one and boomer sooner, everybody. <laughs>